On this episode, I get to talk to Moses Rockwell, an amazing Rochester-based hip-hop artist. We talk about his latest single, Auctioning Air, his love of jazz music, and how he approaches creating his art. Check out his work on Spotify and Bandcamp, and you can also follow him on Twitter at Moses Rockwell. Uh, you can also follow Caleb vs. Self on Instagram or reach out at CalebVersusSelf at gmail.com for any comments, suggestions, or feedback. Hopefully you enjoy this conversation with Moses, and I would highly recommend you check out that single, Auctioning Air. It's all in there. It kicks right on for you. You don't have to do anything. But, again, I appreciate you hopping on, Moses. Um, as far as your hip-hop career, I know you've been writing music since you were essentially a kid, but is there something in particular that motivates you to continue to write and to continue to, to make music? I don't even know if I would um, call it motivation. I just kind of like don't know how to not do it. I don't know how to not be thinking about raps all day. It's kind of just like burned into my uh, personality. That's fair. It's like a, it's like a mistake. It's like a mistake <laughs> my body's making. It's a coding error, so you just continue to to write regardless of what's happening. Correct. Um, for you, obviously, like you know, like most people, right? We have nine to fives and things of that nature. I know that I read that kind of crushes you sometimes creatively. You know, you have to kind of be a drone or a robot at your job. Um, is this writing also just kind of another outlet to be able to be more of just who you are, especially after work, if you will? Yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, um, I've always worked full time ever since I was old enough to to do that. Um, and I currently have a couple jobs. Um, and yeah, I guess I guess it does kind of serve that purpose, you know, because you can't you don't really get to be yourself at work unless you have like a really cool job. You know, I kind of have a cool job, but I still, you know, I have to walk around as as somebody named Anthony and I feel like I'm pretending, you know, whereas if I get to do the Moses Rockwell thing, it feels very um, feels very free and natural. It's like a exhale even though it stresses me out probably more than anything else because it's hard to make art good um but yeah it is it it does do that for me yeah well your recent song auctioning air i feel like really sums that up right the the difficulty level of making any kind of art but then you know in your particular space yeah auctioning air is is a unique way of looking at that whole dichotomy for you as far as i know some people might refer to it as like the rap game or whatever you want to call it how frustrating can it be to see and and obviously i'm not going to name names or nothing but but to see certain artists that have achieved some level of success or maybe notoriety is a better word that just sometimes you just scratch your head and you go how why how does this make any sense yeah um that is kind of a complicated thing to to observe and f- feel about. I think um, I try not to get bent out of shape of that sort of thing because, like, I understand what they're doing and what I'm not doing. Um, I, the, the the things that are like super popular, you know, I'm just I just don't care about those things, and or you know, I don't listen to that kind of music. I don't really. Um, it's it's not like a part of my life at all. So when I see people kind of um 
hopping in and like right away developing like this massive listenership and like uh, a lot of follows on Instagram. Um, like I get it. They're just playing the game. I'm just not willing to play it. <laughs> it's gotcha. my own fault to my own detriment. You know? Yeah, no, that's fair. I, there's definitely some influences though. I know I listened to the five, eight, five music podcast there and you mentioned bus driver as one of those artists that really helped kick things off for you. What is it about Bus Driver for you that's, you know, whether you take any inspiration from or just, you know, is up on that pedestal for you? What is it that that puts him in that space in your mind? Um, I think I think what I've always kind of like been amazed about when it comes to that guy is just like his contempt for his audience. <laughs> he just does. <laughs> he does exactly what he wants to do, regardless of how anyone feels about it. And I think um, he's suffered a lot, you know, which is true probably for most of my like, not just rap heroes, but all of them, like none of them are necessarily traditional success stories, you know, but um, you know, the people that love what they do really love what they do. So I guess I've kind of always followed that model i won't call it a business model but (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) That's fair that's fair are there any other ones like i know you've posted about like mf doom but are there any other ones that really come to mind for you outside of of folks like bus driver um just all the weirdos man i I, uh (laughs) like i grew up listening to the roots and common and uh aesop rock and uh i really love open mike eagle I get really excited when he drops stuff. Um, Homeboy Sandman is incredible. Um, just everyone that that is from that tree of like, you know, being on the outside of the industry and kind of just creating their own path, I guess, which is a really corny way to say that, but that's all of those guys have successfully done so. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. I think what's interesting, too, when I... So I went back and I listened to a little bit of Bus Driver, and obviously Tony Hawk Pro Skater was a huge right outlet for that. I mean, to be fair, the entire Tony Hawk Pro Skater music lineup was fire and showed a lot of kids, probably our age, you know, what good music was. But when I listened to that, Imaginary Places, I mean, he's rapping over classical music. Johann mm-hmm. Bach. Yeah. For you, there's also a tie in as far as a lot of jazz music as well. Is that something that you particularly identify with? Um, I don't know. I think it would be problematic to say that I identify with it. I am like okay. obsessed with it and I am like just I've been really interested in it for a long time. I think I have for like a non-musician, I think I have a pretty significant um not understanding, but like vocabulary when it comes to jazz, just because like I've listened to so much. So like when I when I sit down and make stuff that I um you know want to make, it's always gonna like work its way in there somehow. But yeah, I don't know. I just really love jazz. Is really what I should have said. <laughs> I no, just like fair. it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, I think in some of my readings, I was seeing uh, what popped up a couple of times was Coltrane's "A Love Supreme." That seems yeah. to to be a, 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 I don't know if it's an inspiration, but one that you gravitate towards pretty strongly. Is there a reason for that particular? Um, um, I love Supreme. I don't know. I mean, I think 
I think it's like a great entry point for people that like want to like get an idea of what jazz is about or was about, you know, um, it's really, it's just a feeling that it gives you, man. I don't know. I don't really know how to, um, to talk about it. I just know that it's fly. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. And I never, I never don't want to hear that record for some reason. If it comes on everything, everything else doesn't matter anymore. That's, there's very few pieces of, of art that can do that. And mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool to to see that come through as far as like hip hop. Like that's something for you that's like, oh, nope, we're listening to this. Nothing else matters. Let's just mm-hmm. let it do its thing. Do yeah. you feel like you're trying to achieve that with your art in some way? No, I think that would be that just that's way too ambitious for me. I think I <laughs> I think I think I just like making people laugh. That's really when I sit down to write. I'm like, all right, what is what's can I do that's funny? And you that know? definitely shows up in a lot of your work, just like that comedic, self-deprecating, self-reflection, just oddity here and there. But the way that you string together the lyrics, I mean, again, I'm not I'm not a lyricist, I'm not a hip hop head, but from somebody who's a little more on the outside, if you will, listening, it's it's it definitely captures your ear. So for you, like the process to writing, do you, are you a notebook guy? Like, do you just always write stuff or do you have a process that you follow that you like to create through? I kind of, um, am just like obsessed with words and like, uh, finding a sentence that sounds cool and like, all right, what rhymes, how can I rhyme this sentence with another sentence that like sort of makes sense and how many, syllables can i get to uh to match up and i'll just create a bank of like little phrases and sentences that rhyme the whole way through and just like kind of write a rap from like the inside out you know okay um ooh i feel like i'm giving away too much <laughs> <laughs> i mean no, it's like you give you away want- whatever you want to or don't want to you know what i mean <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's the that's the sauce. Like you know what you want the end of the rhyme to be cuz that's where you save the cool stuff for and then you like figure out a way to lead up to that. Um and so that it makes sense. I don't know. I mean that maybe that's like an antiquated and like old school way to do it, but um I've been called old school on the internet a couple times recently. It's kind of <laughs> fucking with me. <laughs> well, it definitely has that like to me at least and again i'm not a hip-hop head or anything so if i'm speaking out of line let me know but it has that like 80s early 90s kind of feel to it like the way that you write and the way that you try to it seems at least to me you know weave through whatever that topic is um obviously it's lyrically heavy but i appreciate the fact that it's so chill yet funny and kind of revealing in a lot of ways for you um, is there a focus as far as when you create uh, the actual beats or backgrounds? Like, do you work with a producer on that? Do you do a lot of that yourself? And if so, do you try to focus on more, you know, I don't want to say slower. That's not like the right term, but but just that style of beat that you prefer, it seems like, throughout some of your albums. Um, I don't know. I... I for the most part, make my own beats. My last, I think, three albums I did entirely alone. Um, and usually I'll, like, 
find a sample first. Um, most of the stuff that I pull from will, I'll try to avoid sampling drums so that I can like manipulate it and make my own drums. Therefore, like the tempo gets to be up, up to me. And usually, okay. um, I don't know, maybe I'm somewhere between like 85 and 89 BPMs, if that means anything to anyone. Um, if <laughs> it's too, minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's too fast, then it's, um, it can be difficult to sound good. If it's too slow, it like infuriates me. Like I hate writing to like a really slow beat unless it's slow enough to do double time. That's, that can be fun. But if it's okay. in that, just like, um, damn, I don't want to shit on anybody. Are you familiar with the Griselda guys from Buffalo? I am not. I will have to look them up. It's like really sort of, um, aggressive, uh, like New York sound rap, but the beats are just like very traditional, but, but a little slowed down. And like, I love listening to it, but like if I were to try to rap to one of those kind of beats, it would just like, I would just be sitting there like waiting for the, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> so it's too drawn out. Yeah. I can't, I can't handle I that. I don't know. <laughs> that might speak to my skill set or lack thereof, but I don't, I need it to be in that little sweet sort of kind of fast, but also slow enough to not stumble gotcha are there things that you tried to do album from album that push you just a little bit more like i mean you mentioned like beats per minute and not like getting irritated with slower beat but is there something else that maybe you try to do to push your personal envelope in some way um yeah in like a really weird and narcissistic way i just want the uh development <coughs> hey Sorry, I just want the <laughs> development to to be um, palpable, you know. Um, like, if you compare this record to the one before it, hopefully, like the beats sound a little bit tighter and the the raps make more sense, and they, uh, you know, they're just strung together in a more professional way. I guess is that's okay. a weird word to assign to it. Um, but yeah, I just want I just want. Um, people to notice whether they're like rap savvy listeners or not that just this is just somehow a little bit better than the last one i don't know yeah no no that's fair that's fair when you go through the process of doing or working on an album by yourself at what point do you then go okay i need someone to listen and give me feedback or do you even engage in feedback until it's done yeah i'll put like verses on instagram and i'll um I, you know, I have like a few friends that I'll like send them, you know, something I wrote or a beat I made as soon as I do it just to like, you know, am I crazy? Is this good? Is this terrible? It's insane how like you can do, I've been making rap music for over 20 years and like every time I sit down to do it, it feels like it's the first time, you know, like it's not yeah. something that comes natural to me. It's like very difficult <laughs> and um, yeah, I do, I need some sort of like affirmation you know or, yeah. or else i may not have uh the like push to to finish it you know so like when it's when it's in the like hey this might be something stage i i have like maybe four or five people that i like really depend on their feedback so it is important for you during that process to get that hey can you just double check and make sure i'm not losing my marbles here this is decent this line is okay exactly Okay. Exactly that. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it was it was interesting too because you did the the home stage at the little theater during COVID with uh, who, Gary Lamar and Brendan, right? Yes. And you talk about it at the beginning of that how different it was to work with people directly as opposed to obviously a lot of the you know individual stuff as well. One of the things that you made a comment was is it's weird to say. I, th- I think you said, and I'm paraphrasing, but like these are actual musicians, whereas I'm just. You know what I'm saying? I'm just some guy that writes lyrics. Do you really look at yourself in that manner? Like, do you, or is that just an active self-deprecation to keep yourself in check? No, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, hmm, what do I want to say? So I was in a band with Gary for like four or five years. Um, it was a jazz trio drums. Uh, Claude Bennington's fever dream, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, You know, I would make stuff on my own and I'd bring it to them and they would learn it on the instruments. And we, you know, and it it always bugged me out that like these guys that are like classically trained musicians would like have any interest in like learning my, the stuff I'm doing in my basement, your bedroom or whatever. And uh, yeah, I don't know. And you know what it is? It's like, it's like they speak a language that I don't speak. And I've always kind of like, wished I knew what, what that was, but I'm, I am I feel like I'm like too old to like learn music theory. Um, so I just try to perfect like the one very specific thing that I figured out how to be kind of good at. And um, sure. So, yeah, I mean, I think maybe that they might look at me in a similar way. Like, you know, I do, I do this thing, but whatever that is, that's something else. Um, but yeah, I do, I do feel kind of weird around like straight up musicians. Yeah, but what you do is a very, I mean, it takes a lot of skill to do what you do. It's no different than the skill level for them. So I guess ultimately what I'm trying to understand is, do you actually believe that you're, you shouldn't, I don't want to say shouldn't be in the same room, but like you're a little on the outside as opposed to seeing yourself as a, as an artist with a group of other artists, or is this just more you being, um, self-deprecating just to make sure that you're keeping yourself in check um i don't know maybe both sorry maybe both of those things are are playing a part um i mean it's like a great i really love getting being able to do that i never really feel like i don't belong there i just uh i'm just baffled that they're that those guys are willing to to play rap songs with me you know because jazz is like the most complicated music there is you know and well, I feel like I feel like it might sometimes be they're holding back, you know, like they're not maybe. really showing what they could do inside of like, a, you know, half hour rap set. Maybe. But I also feel like and again, I'm obviously I'm more of an outsider in this space. But to me, hip hop and rap is also the most complicated lyrical art that you can do. So to merge those two things at, at that level is mm-hmm. not only is it appeasing to people like me and again I'm not a jazz or hip hop enthusiast but you can tell the 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 level the complication level in in the the collaboration it has to probably take in order to create that specific kind of art mm-hmm. cuz that fusion is wild to me yeah i i i agree kind of but if- you know, when you're, while you're doing it, it does feel pretty good. It feels kind of natural, you know, because it's just trick, one tricky thing with another tricky thing. 
And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. So you kind of appreciate what he, what each other are doing. That's kind of what it was like in practice all those years. Gotcha. Um, and let me take you back even farther, right? Back in 2016, you did a tour in Europe. Mm-hmm. You went to Germany, France, the Czech Republic um, with, and I apologize if I mispronounce this, DJ True Master and Masai? DJ True Master and Masai, who Masai. are both okay. both from Albany. Okay. 518 shout out to albany Mm -hmm. but um that whole experience for you i was reading right it was a little odd because obviously you're in a different country they don't necessarily you know aren't fluent in english and your lyrics tend to be pretty lyrically heavy Mm -hmm. and that learning experience for you what did that did that teach you anything did that show you anything in particular or was that more just like i did it it was a crazy experience i'm good um, I did learn a lot from that trip, mainly just how to read a room, you know. Um, <laughs> so how those shows typically went there, like my DJ is like a like a really professional, world-renowned, like party rocker DJ, okay. you know. So you got all these people, hundreds of people like dancing, having the best time of their lives. And then like, you know, I think my music's cool, but I don't think that it's fun. And if these people are here to <laughs> here to have fun and I don't have any like fun songs, then I probably really shouldn't play, you know? I should go dance around with them, you know? <laughs> um All right. But I am glad we got to do that. Not not all of the shows went like that, but that was kind of like the theme. Like, let's see how fast we can clear out this room of like <laughs> these like hot Berliners that are like, you know, came to <laughs> came to hook up with each other. well that's unfortunate but i definitely could see how you know going from a dj to somebody like you in berlin might not translate as well as as maybe you know you first think but i have to imagine the entire experience was cool like being able to see different cultures and eat different foods and just be able to travel a little bit doing your art has to have had some sort of lasting impact on you outside of how fast can I clear out a room of Berliners? It <laughs> was did. there anything else you got from that? Yeah, it was it just gave you gives you a little bit of that, oh maybe I do belong here, you know. I, I think the the time I went on tour after that, I remember being in a like a dressing area at this really cool venue in, in New York somewhere, just around like, you know, all these rap personalities that I've like hung their posters on my wall and I'm just like wedged on a couch in between a bunch of people. And I'm like, this is fucked up. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. But then I, then I, you know, then you can kind of like take an inventory of all those experiences and you're like, you know what? I kind of, I've been out here a while. I've kind of figured out how to do this. Maybe, maybe it's okay that I'm on this couch. Maybe it isn't weird to anyone that I'm here. So why is it weird to me? It sounds like you have imposter syndrome. Oh, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it keeps keeps you up at night. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy because like, I feel like, and, and I'm sure you hear this all the time, like everybody else is like, no, you're, you're good at what you do. You don't, you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think enough pats on the back, all the pats on the back in, in the world wouldn't be enough to like to really drill it in there every once in a while though I, I you know what it is man it's like 
I think praise is is just as poisonous as um having like negative feedback. So I kind of just have trained myself to ignore all of it and just, you know, trust my own judgment. And uh, sometimes it's like, um, like a huge hindrance. And sometimes it's like exactly what I need to keep creating, you know? Right. Like, like in my mind, I haven't figured, I haven't really figured out how to write a great rap song yet or a great song. Like I have a million raps. I don't know that I've ever made like a a great song and I'm going to keep trying until I do it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's interesting that that's kind of like the motivating factor here is like, I want to make one, what I perceive and I'm, I'm speaking as you, I guess in this case, what I perceive to be the best song ever. I haven't gotten there yet. So I got to keep going. I got to keep, got to keep trying, got to keep writing, got to keep piecing things together. Is that essentially how it feels to you? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, that's exactly what it is, you know, because uh, I'll sit down and, and I will might finish something and say, you know, what I listen to this. I I know I think that I'm impressed by like the raps, but like, is this a is this something that I would look forward to listening to if it came on shuffle or something like, oh, shit, that's my jam. I've never felt that way about anything I've ever made, you know? Really? Okay. Yeah, you know, and I, I, that, that's the feeling I'm looking for. I, For me, your most recent one, right, Auctioning Air, one of the lines that I really like right, right from the get-go is, the better parts of you are delicate and harder to share. Like, that feels like, to me, after reading about you and listening to some of the things that you've talked about and listening to some of your music, seems to be the kind of the impetus towards the entire what you're trying to do like here here's the best part of me the raps but it's hard for you to actually perceive yourself in that way therefore it makes it a little more difficult for you to actually get to the finished product because you're probably if i had to guess really hard on yourself and you probably second guess yourself almost every single step of the way until you finally get to that final product and when you share that like is that part of that almost mentality how you how you see yourself and how you get there yeah yeah geez wow i really appreciate you uh listening to that and getting it (laughs) (laughs) i I mean honestly of all the ones that's my favorite one so yeah thank you man well yeah yeah, you, you know what it is is like um obviously this isn't true for all creative people but but it's like uh you have the need to express things and share stuff but there's this big even louder voice in your head that's like oh don't look at me (laughs) you know and it's just like the the um juxtaposition of like both of those driving forces you know like it's horrifying but like i must do it (laughs) it's almost a fear-driven thing like not only are you hard-coded to always write raps but you have to then battle with yourself to get to the point of showing people your abilities Mm -hmm. and it's crazy to think that you've overcome this imposter syndrome this self-deprecation and everything that you almost intentionally put these obstacles in front of yourself so as you so you can get to the best piece of yourself that almost what it seems like what it is yeah that's that's completely what it is um like performing uh you know at, at shows and stuff it's like um What's more embarrassing? What feels more silly than like deciding your voice should be louder than 
than everyone in the room and share your ideas and have them clap for you. Like that's fucking insane. <laughs> you know, that's how, that's how I think about it, honestly. But then, you know, it's like, I, I have to do it. <laughs> I don't know why, but I need that to be happening. <laughs> it's a, it's a crazy dichotomy and it comes out in your work a lot. Like I, I was, another thing that I was reading you were talking about is when somebody might tell you like, Hey, you should talk about something maybe a bit more, you know, I don't want to use the word political, but like directly impacting society or something like heavier. Right. And you're just kind of like, nah, I'd rather just kind of be self-deprecating and figure it out. I mean, I think that's what I read with, I think it was Dweeb Supreme one, two and three was kind of the goal of like, let me figure this out. Let me figure out who I am and what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing that I did notice is that everybody was saying there's supposed to be four, but I didn't see a fourth one. My goal was to do four full lengths, but I did three full lengths and a seven inch record, which should have been three. And then the last full length would have been four, but they're both, they're both three and three and a half or something. I don't know. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah. But for I, that, was that part of that process, making those albums, just trying to figure out you and figuring out what you're trying to do? Yeah. If, see, that's kind of a, a long time ago. I don't necessarily uh, remember exactly what, what I was trying to do, but I remember um, realizing by like when I was getting ready to put the third one out, that like I'm just like working out in public, and for some reason I feel like people should be bear witness to it, <laughs> which <laughs> was so insane to me that like why would anyone care? Why would anyone care to like, uh, like I brought up earlier, just like to watch someone's like personal development inside of their like uh, rap songs? But that's kind of what do we supreme was it was like figuring out like what type of mc that i'm supposed to be and in it is strange like you mentioned the like political songs i had um a lot of friends that are like incredibly um dedicated to political discourse and and um uh, social justice and that's like a thing in their music and like the pressure that was on me was like you know you can't be out here you know, contributing to black music and not addressing these things and not caring about these things, which I agree with a hundred percent. But at the same time, I don't think that, um, I don't think that that is where I'm the most helpful. I don't think that's where everyone is the most impactful. You know, I think what maybe should be happening is like, you should, you should, uh, figure out what your skill set is and, uh, just, you know, and and stick to your guns in that area and you know like i have these horrible uncomfortable conversations with white people every day in my family at work i don't necessarily need to be making rap songs out of it to me that feels kind of inappropriate you know yeah do you uh, feel like that it would be just disingenuous it would just be taken in a way that you aren't intending for it to be taken yeah absolutely i mean i have those songs and they mostly I feel like we're received well, but I know that when I hear them, I like, I, to me, it's, you can tell that I was like pressured into making those kinds of things. Um, and yeah, it just, it just kind of feels icky, even though they, it is stuff I genuinely do care about and think about. 
all the time. It's just, yeah, I don't know. That's just not the type of uh, writer I am. You know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a humorist. My songs are jokes. I have no business <laughs> writing political songs, you know? Right, right. But so I mean, I, in the in the context of like a lineup, right, I could see easily being, you know, the palate cleanser to the heavy stuff, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, here's all this social inequity that we're talking about or, you know, specific political discourse. And then here's Moses just to make a nice chuckle. You know what I mean? And then you can move back into the heavier stuff as far as, you know, topics, not that you're not a lyricist or anything like that, but just topic based. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, why should we all be the same kind of artist? You know, I don't even really like playing shows with other rappers. Like there, I feel like there should be like uh, some singer songwriters, some like instrumentalists, maybe one rapper, holler at your boy. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like I, 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 I think it's so silly um, that 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 everyone should be like aiming to to be the same kind of like uh, personality in music. That's what that's my biggest problem with like the uh, quote unquote SoundCloud generation or the Auto Tune guys. Like, they're it's not that I hate that music. Like some of it sounds really cool, but they are. It's like they're all aiming. Uh, to be the same person they have the same values and the same uh motivations like and that's so lame to me you know yeah just i don't being, know if anything uh, I, i'm saying no, is no, making it, sense <laughs> that makes total sense i mean it feels like it's funny because i feel like it started as like non-conformity the entire soundcloud you know i'm gonna say it mumble rap like that type of stuff and then it turned mm-hmm. into oh, this is the quickest way to get listens or views or, you know, whatever the case may be. And now all of a sudden that's being, that is being a conformist, which isn't fun. There's, there's no thought to it. It's not entertaining. I'm not getting any specific value from it to your point. Like, yeah, some of it sounds cool. Like some of the beats or some of the, you know, maybe the melodies that are put in there are cool, but like the lyrics tend to be the same. Yeah. So what are we talking about here? I'm not being engaged at all. Yeah, and and you know what? It's not even that it's dumb shit. I love dumb shit. I'm dumb. <laughs> the it's like uh it's like I want all these things in life. I'm the coolest guy in the room or the coolest girl in the room. Everybody likes me. Uh my car is the best. Which is like such a, a tired thing to complain about, but I don't know like I couldn't imagine sitting down writing something like that. I mean, first of all, I couldn't imagine feeling that way genuinely, <laughs> but like I couldn't imagine like, you know what the world needs is what is one more of these kind of fucking songs, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. silly, man. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think, again, when I go back through your discography and, and you're saying stuff like, oh, what's this other one? Oh, unless you want a real life permanent Tom Cruise interview, like <laughs> that's just funny. You know, that's like I can take something from that. I can at least chuckle. I can. You know what I'm saying? Like. That whole self-perception is what's interesting because when you talk about, and again, this is my opinion, when you talk about the SoundCloud generation, there is a very specific perception that those people want to portray. And the Mm. fact of the matter is, is not everybody. I had an old army buddy that used to say everybody shits. Like it doesn't, 
you know, everybody oh. takes a dump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. I hate that I'm about to quote myself, but in that same song, I said, uh, uh, don't, don't press me for a feature. I'm busy getting ketchup on my t-shirt. Um, when you think of like r- rappers that are cool, like my, like I think, uh, black thought is like the greatest rapper of all time. Okay. Black thought has never got ketchup on his t-shirt. There's no humor in anything he's ever done. He's like the most serious, coolest guy. His clothes are perfect. His beard is perfect. You know, I understand that me and that guy have completely different, maybe opposite life experiences, you know. But uh, I don't know. When when I think about that, all that stuff I grew up like bowing down to, you know, um, there's no... There's no humor or self-deprecation or like fruit, like genuine self-reflection in it. So that's me going like, hey, you know, there's like a hole in the story here. I'm going to fill that hole instead of like, you know, just deciding what is cool and what is trendy and trying to like figure out how I can do that. Like that doesn't that's I'm not interested in that. Not, you know, I don't want to put down anyone that that's what their relationship to making stuff is. It's just I can't relate to it is all. No, that's fair. And I think, you know, that's isn't that like the the crime, if you will, for a lot of artists, like when they have a good freshman album or a sophomore album. And then that next one becomes unrelatable because now you are eating caviar like motherfuckers out here aren't eating caviar you know we don't drive those cars we don't have that stuff we don't have those problems honestly i one time i i don't know if this is true but i said to a friend if i was like a genuinely happy and successful person i would never write a a song ever again like i don't know like what what's interesting about that wouldn't you rather just live your life i don't have anything to complain about i don't have any uh Inter- anything interesting to say i've i won i won the game goodbye yeah, mic drop right like <laughs> yeah that's it you're done that's fair man going through you know that type of, i mean it's crazy to think about that if you did have all the riches or all the whatever that thing is for you if you had that would you stop pursuing the thing or the things that you do that got you there or doesn't even have to get you there but would you just keep doing them or does it become unrelatable does it become pointless because you don't have anything you don't have you have no pain you have no thing to complain about i mean i'm sure there's always pain i think it's really naive to think that that everything would be perfect but i just truly couldn't imagine it but hey as the late great notorious biggs says more money more problems so you never know maybe you got more shit to talk about that's fair that's fair well Mose, I appreciate all the time. Uh, I look forward to the February album when that comes out. Hopefully it comes out in February. I know sometimes things happen, things get delayed or whatever, but it sounds like February you're shooting for. Um, are you playing any shows anytime soon? I'm, I'm assuming not, but is there anything upcoming? Um, no, as far as live events go, I think there's still maybe a little more time that has to pass before it's like comfortable for everybody to be doing that um i'm open to them i just uh the the few that i've been asked to play didn't necessarily line up with what i got going on in private life but um you know hopefully i would really love to to be out there playing stuff well i can't wait to come out check it out uh again most rockwell such good stuff i know you're gonna be self-deprecating and say it's not good but i think it is so you know 
that's all that matters at this point. Thank you again, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.